Come one, come all, come gather round. Come hear tales both lost and found. Finally, a show not about true crime. It's David and Michael Story Time. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Story Time. Sitting to my left is the wonderful David Miller, and sitting to his left, but longer around, is Michael Santel. Just say right. Why did you make yourself go all the way around the table? I didn't want to go against the flow you'd already established. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> but today we're going against the flow because we're doing another Bible story. How and how is that against the flow? All right, yeah. Today we're going against, against the, flow. the flow. Yeah. No progressive. Counterculture. Okay. All right. Uh, is it? <laughs> no. This is regular culture. No, I'm just telling you Bible stories. This is the most Western thing you could do. Well, this is a very white person thing I'm doing. All right. Where do we land? Where do we end off last time? Uh, boy, that's a great question. What did we talk about last time? Esther. It was Esther. Esther. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is a real fun one. Yeah. But her cousin got all the credit. That's right. Uh -huh. Mordecai. Um, yeah. So this is actually the literally the next book in the Bible. Cool. Um, and I've mentioned it before. Uh, we're actually going to do probably a few stories today, because I thought this was going to be a lot longer than it probably will be. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I grabbed a couple other stories, in case, so it's not too short. But uh, we're going to do the story of Job. Ba -da -da, da -da -da -da, da -da yeah. We gotta get the knuckles back, David. It is referenced in Mission Impossible. Yeah! Yes. The best Mission Impossible? The first one? Yeah. Uh... I'm gonna say no. I really like number one. Oh, I, I do too. I love all the Mission Impossible. My mom wrong. took me out of school to see it. The first one? Yeah. That's crazy. She like saw it and was like, hey, we like had a we had like a ditch day. The first one kind of fucked me up a little bit as a kid because I was like nine when I saw it. Oh, people taking off their heads and stuff nope, like that? just literally the part in the beginning where Emilio, Emilio Estevez dies. Oh, the Mighty Ducks exactly. guy! I was like, Coach Malbay, no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was the first time I had seen like another actor that I loved be in something else where they die. Like, it was... And they do that movie so great. They kill all those people off yeah. in the first like Real five quick. minutes. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, we're going to do Job. Okay. Uh, and then possibly uh, Daniel and the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We'll get Ooh, there. Ooh, one thing at a time. Don't overwhelm me. Okay. I'm just excited. Okay. I'm excited. Literally, all of these stories are ones I've been like waiting to do since we started. So, Why? Uh, just because I like these stories. Okay, okay, okay. Also, I have flash drives named after some of the characters in one of them. Oh, that's cool. That's just a fun little detail. Great. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, all right, but first, Job. Uh, so, in the book of Job, chapter one. He has his own book. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, he does. Um, it's actually a pretty long book. It's like 40 chapters, um, but really the story itself happens for like six of those chapters. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll get to why. Okay. Uh, but all right, so the, it is set in the land of ooze. Ooh. Like U-Z. Oh, okay. I was Almost like, Oz. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, is <laughs> It's that... like literally like, we just got the top of the U. And okay. Oz. Is, there a, is there a wizard there? Yeah, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cheap knockoff yeah. version of it. Yeah. yeah, there's the hay man, the, 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 the steel worker. Yeah, I was gonna say like the 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 bronze fellow. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and of course a cowardly lion. Yeah, I couldn't think yeah, of another one for that yeah, one. Yeah, right. Um, so in, in the land of Uz, there is a man named Job who cool. is, and I'll quote this here: blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Oh, great! And okay. he's and he's very tall. He walks with great posture. Yeah, he's he's a very righteous dude. Righteous. righteous. Uh, he has ten children. Wow. Seven sons and three daughters. Ooh. He has, what are their names, David? It does not tell it us. It doesn't tell Okay. It didn't even I love them. names. I would have written them. Okay, okay, but okay. It does not give them. Um, he then also was very wealthy. He uh, had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 
500 yoke of oxen. A yoke is like a thing that connects two oxen together, so we had a thousand oxen. You could go to the Oregon Trail very quickly yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, and he had 500 donkeys. Wow. Yep. Um, and then, quote, a large number of servants. Okay. He didn't, it didn't count those. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was too many. There was yeah. just like, there was enough of it them. It says that he was the greatest man among all the people of the East. Ooh. Um, and then one detail it would say is that his children, his ten children, um, whenever it would be one of the, like, one of their birthdays, they would go to one of the son's houses and fucking party it up. Yeah! And, like, as the ten children, like, throw a rager for their birthdays. That's pretty cool. And They're a very close family. Well, they party together. It, so then the point it makes is that Job, the mornings after those parties, I, I, Job wasn't at those parties. Uh, right, you don't invite your dad to right. the, yeah. He would get up early and um, make special sacrifices and prayers for his children just in case that while they were partying, they sinned and cursed gods in their hearts. That's so nice of yeah. him! He's like, he's like really worried about it. He's like a very, he's like, like I said, he's a very righteous dude. He, it quote, fears God, which is a big deal. It's like they say that a lot. It's so weird though that like, you they you, they, they know you're going to do a bad thing, so you just like, you got to quickly kill a sheep or something like that. Just make sure everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure my, my, my parents have told me they pray for me specifically like twice a day. But do they kill any chickens? No, they don't have to anymore. Oh, then you fuck, David. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then it kind of like sets that up as like the characters, like okay, there's Job, our very good guy, right? Um, and then it goes, "All right, so up in heaven, one day some angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also went with them." Ooh. Now, to my knowledge, now are these earthbound? These are earthbound angels? angels. I don't know. It just says angels. Wouldn't these be? Wouldn't these be the fallen angels? It then just says angels came to present themselves. Okay. Right, but they weren't in heaven already. They had to go there. Maybe like... they're maybe they're angels who who knew Lucifer back in the day, but didn't go with him when he left. Ooh, and they were like having a nice visit. And then Lucifer was like, "Yo, can I let me talk to God?" And they were like, "Okay, well, I'll get you in." Wow, maybe that's my. But thought. they refer to him as Satan here. Yes, and is this the first time that's Satan's made gonna, an appearance? I, I didn't look up if it's the first time or not, but in the in all the stories we've had, this is the first mention of him. Right, there's an interpretation in Adam and Eve of the snake, of but the like, serpent, but they right. didn't call but him we, anything. In every other story have not heard of the devil, Satan, like we the dark one, like we haven't had it mentioned yet. Insert Satan here. Right. He is. Here we He's go. made it. We got our villain. Yeah. Yeah. So so I was really excited about that. So he gets to go to Which heaven. is why David's parents pray for him all the time. Okay? <laughs> Satan showed up and David got and excited. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the problem, a relatable David. relatable character. Don't tell our parents. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, Satan goes to God and um, it's kind of Satan goes to God? He like goes in God's presence. Like he goes up to heaven to like God's court. I imagine like God's throne room and he's like, who am I seeing next today? Uh, What's the next appointment? From uh, from learning about Muhammad, he went through the seven different layers. Yeah, he yeah. went to that final room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moses was like hanging every, outside. Yeah, every step up of the way, everyone was like, oh, Ooh, shit, I think, I think Satan. that's Satan. I think Yo, Satan's fuck, back. Ooh, happening. it's a fallen angel. So the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answers the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Ooh. And then God said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Wow. So God knew about Job. Yes, God knew about Job. But here's, I'm going to kind of take a step back because you don't know this story yet necessarily. Okay. But like, okay, never mind. I'm gonna get Wait, to what are you going to say? I'm going to get to it in a second. I have to finish this part and then I'll take okay. a step back. Okay. So, so he says, yeah, look, have you heard about Job? He's super, super great, right? 
Um, and then uh, it just feels like God bragging about one of right. his children. Exactly. And then Satan says, "Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands, so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land." Basically, it's not hard for him to be a good dude. Yeah, he's only succeeded in life. Check his fucking privilege, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, he's right? dude, he's a privileged kid. He's rich. Yeah, he's, he's right. Like he's got everything going. for he him. He was fruitful. He multiplied. Right. He's got all those oxen. Right. But now, stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse your face. Curse you to your face. Oh, he's going to take away all of his stuff. Satan's basically saying, yeah, fine, he's all righteous and everything, but like, I bet he wouldn't be if he had a rough life. I picture Satan in a black outfit, his <laughs> hands behind his back, yeah. and he's like, have you not tested him? <laughs> and God's like, I haven't tested yeah, him. Yeah. And the Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power. What? But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. But he gave control of Job's destiny of to like, Satan? Of his, like, fortunes. Why would he do that? As a test. What? But he's God, why would he even do that? Now is when I'm going to take a step back. Okay. <laughs> so, this is the story of, like, a bet between God and Satan. Whoa! And, What's the? What do they get? Basically, well, I don't know that Buffalo like Wild a, Wings. Yeah, I would do uh, Buffalo Wild yeah, Wings. Yeah, a gift card for fifty dollars. That's so many Wild Wings, I David. Know, or a lot of beers. No, uh, don't do. Don't waste your money on the beers. Go for the wings. If it's free, it's all free. It's not free. It's a gift card. It's free to me. This is why you are <laughs> Satan in this scenario, David. <laughs> all right. So every time this was presented to me as a kid, it's always like. Satan came into the court of God or whatever. He and, was brought and, there. And was like trying to start this shit. And was he like, did it. He said like, one thing. Right. The way it was taught to me as a kid was like, Satan came in and was like, hey, Job's super righteous, but I bet he can't whatever. Like, I reread this and was like, holy shit. God brought up Job. Yeah, God was humble bragging about his Literally, servant. Literally, God was like, Satan, what's up? And Satan goes, ah, nothing much, just going around. Have you heard about this guy named Job? Exactly. He's the best. He's exactly. so good. He's upright. He's just my favorite. God did this on purpose. Okay. He sort of did. That's what I'm saying. Is this like when he hardened <laughs> Pharaoh's heart and like... That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. That's my taking oh, a step back. vindictive right. God. Right. We're going to climb right back in. Here okay, okay. David did a climbing motion I I, back I, I in. Back but in not like a ladder climbing, but like... I'm climbing into like into the body of the story. I pictured you like in a submarine like going to the next compartment. Oh, okay, yeah. That's nice. That's I was, pretty good. I was thinking like a tauntaun. Oh, okay. Oh, you're you gonna know, get like, sun. I opened it and cut him in. Oh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. It's gross in this It's story. gross in this one. <laughs> yeah, alright. So. Side note, I always thought the inside of tauntauns looked like tater tots yeah. and whenever I <laughs> whenever I would bite into tater tots I would always pretend they were tauntauns. I can see that. Okay, thank you. Okay. Oh, they're yummy. So then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and was like, great, deal. I won't touch him. I won't hurt him, but let's see, let's see if I can bring some hard times on him. Yeah, let me just do my Satan things and see what happens. So then starts a very shitty day for Job. Prepare yourself. It's one day? This is going to take place in one day. Oh my, oh no, oh no. He only, he has so many things. One day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came the to- The oldest brother's birthday! It yeah. must have been his birthday! Exactly, exactly. A messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and then the Sabaeans attacked and made off with them. Oh, they the, put the Sabaeans! They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Wow, they killed everybody. All of his oxen and his donkeys and the servants that were there. Which there were plentiful Which there of. there were many of. Okay, and they're gone, okay. except so for this guy. Except for this one. 
Okay. They're not gone. They're dead. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens. But it wasn't. It was hellfire. The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants. The sheep are on fire! And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. This is the second time we've heard about animals being lit on fire. There was the foxes earlier. (laughs) Yeah. While he was still speaking... Another Another servant came! Another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties. The Chaldeans! And swept down to your camels and made off with them. Whoa! They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Okay, so... Threefold now, he's been ruined, basically. This day could not get any worse, David. Well... He was still speaking. Oh, no! Yet another messenger came and said, The timing of these servants! I know. This is a short-form improv scene. <laughs> Everyone's showing up at once. It's a lot of people. Maybe we can Heighten slow down. I guess we're hiding and exploring. Yeah. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's oh, house. No. When suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. Just all at once, just think, and then this roof fell on him! It collapsed on them and they are dead. I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Oh no, all of his children. At this, Job got up. And the oldest son's birthday! (laughs) (sighs) At this, Job got up, tore his robe and shaved his head. Whoa. Then, Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Wow. And in all this, Job did not sin. That is, that's amazing. It's hardcore. Righteous. He didn't, like, he didn't even get mad. Yeah. He didn't even, like, say, like, fuck this or anything. He was just like, I just have to be thankful for my life. Yeah. So Satan goes back to God. Back into heaven. And is like, fuck this. Right? No. He says, uh, basically, uh, let's see. Uh, God says, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright. Man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. See, see that? God putting the blame on Satan there. You incited me against him. Yeah. You made this happen, Satan. Bullshit. You made, well, he, <laughs> but he made him think God did it, because that's who does these things. Right. Which also... This is a turning point because Satan now can do things. Yeah, he has like powers, and 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 not just. Obviously, I understand that God's but allowing him to do this to Job. Yeah, gave him this, control. but the permission. Yeah, but he still did these things. He was able to have an audience with God. Like, yeah, that's insane. He was able to get into the kingdom of heaven, I no know. problem. Who's guarding that gate of I, heaven? That's why I think one of his friends from before, like, oh, you think? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> So Satan says, skin for skin, a man will give all he has for his own life. Now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. Oh, he's going to get like chlamydia or something. God says, very well, he's in your hands, but you must spare his life. Right, so you can do everything up everything until up death. Everything to kill him. Yep. So Satan went out and affected uh, Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Ooh, boils. Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. Scraped? Like he's scraping the boils and sores. Oh my god. I thought he was just cutting himself. I was like, he's an emo girl all of a sudden. That's awful. His wife said to him, Oh, his wife's still alive! Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. 
whoa. I know. So Satan's inside of her. She's just being like, dude, obviously shit's fucked up. You might as well just give up now. Like, right, but why would you... Let your suffering end. Just give up. Curse God. Let him strike you down and be done with it. Oof. That's, I think she's being influenced by Satan. Maybe. Okay. He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Ooh, take that, lady. <laughs> Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Oh. In all this, Job did not sin. And then he had three friends show up, and their names are Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shahite. Bildad! Bildad. Bildad! And Zophar the Namathite. Cool! So they all heard about their friend having all these troubles. What a fucking terrible day. And, okay. And now he's got sores all over his body. Yeah. So they all... This sh- is all in one day! Yeah. Or, or like, maybe the, this is, like, the next day, like, the sores and stuff. Okay, right? a fortnight or something. Um, so his friends show up, um, and they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights, no one saying a word because they saw how great his suffering was. So they all just sat with him in silence for a week. I get that. Yeah. I get that. He's going through some shit right now. Like, nothing you're going to say is going to bring back his dead kid. Yeah. So, like, right. we're just sitting with him. So, that was two chapters of the, the book of Job. Okay. And now i got to say, the rest of the book is, like, such long, poetic prose of just, like, this conversation between Job and his friends. Really? Yeah. So, I'm going to boil it down, and then I'll read maybe a couple little parts. I want to hear some Bible talk, David. I know. I okay. Know, I know. Uh, like, this is like a play, almost? Kind of. It's like, literally the next, like, 30-something chapters are just, like, this back and forth, and it's, like, really over-labored. Like, there's a lot more than they need to say. Well, obviously, I mean, everyone ran on stage at the same time. Now there's no place to heighten to anymore, so they're just, like, muddling about. Yeah. It's, it, a lot of what Job says is pretty emo. <laughs> is he? He's well, real he's, sad. He's cutting himself with that stuff, listening to Dashboard. After the seven Confessional. Days, after the seven days, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. He said, may the day of my birth perish and the night that and the night that said a boy is conceived. That day may it turn to darkness. May God above not care about it and may no light shine on it. May gloom and utter darkness claim it once more. Basically cursing the day he was born. Right. He curses but, it for like pages. Right, but he curses the day and not God. Not God, the day. Right. Um, uh, let's see. I wrote a couple parts because they're, they're fun. Uh, why is light given to those in misery and life to the bitter of soul? To those who long for death that does not come, who search for it more than hidden treasure, who are filled with gladness and rejoice when they reach the grave. Bible stuff! Whoa! Why is life given to a man whose way is hidden from God has hedged in? For sighing has become my daily food, my groans pour out like water, what I feared has come upon me, what I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. Poetry! (laughs) Oh my god, that's some deep stuff! Yeah. He just, he prays he for He just goes death. on he and on. He just wants to die. And his friends kind of come back at him, and they don't really like the point of view he's having about it. So the point of view he's having is like, basically, fuck my life. Right! Right? Justifiably <laughs> so! And, and, but what he's also gonna be, end up saying here, like, his main point is like, fuck my life, like, clearly... I'm being punished for something, but I haven't done anything. Right. And, like, if only, like, I know that God is so much above me that I, who am I to even, like, question him or ask him, like, directly, like, 
Tell me what I did. Like that Rufio song. That angel above me <laughs> when I look in your eyes. Sure. Have you ever heard that song? Probably. Oh, you should listen to that song. That's an Evo song. But it's basically saying, like, I, I know that I'm not even worthy to, like, ask him, what did I do? Wow. But I know I didn't fucking do anything. But he wouldn't even ask him. But he knows he, like, it would be blasphemous for him to ask, but he wishes he could. You're not even allowed to ask God what I did Because wrong? that's like questioning God in his, in his Oh, reason, right? but it's not God doing and, it, it's and, Satan! Well, and his friends literally are saying, like, clearly you have to have sinned in some way for God to be doing this. Like, mm -hmm. God is all-powerful and all-knowing and all-just, so he wouldn't just let shit happen to you for no reason. Which is, his, which is the friends imply, if it walks like a duck and sins like a duck... What did you do, Joe? What did you do, right, Joe? Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Were the friends sent by Satan to, like, wear him down? It's just, you know, I, I feel like his friends are just being normal people. <laughs> all right. Okay, you know, okay. Like, all right. And they're not Hebrews. They're just from other lands. Who knows uh, who they, they might be? be. They, they might are. be. I, who I knows? I think they are. Um, uh, this is his friend talking. Eliphaz the Temanite. Consider now, who, being innocent, has ever perished? Where were the upright ever destroyed? As I have observed, those who plow evil and those who sow trouble reap it. At the breath of God they perish. At the blast of his anger they are no more. Basically, bro, what did you do? I'm a little... Innocent people don't get punished by God. And, and, and I understand, like, the like reading of this and, and, and the audience perspective, but, like, I know. I know what's actually going on here. What is the lesson? All right, keep going, keep yeah. going. I'm, I'm struggling with what's the so lesson So I have, like, a little here. blurb that I kind of summarized all of this with. His friends have long responses, um, praising God and saying to submit his troubles to him, because clearly there's some kind of sin that Job must have committed. Um, um, and e like, even though Job has comforted many people, like clearly you don't understand, like because now you're going through shit and you're not like getting it. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna skip forward to Job seven, where Job is replying and gets real down and emo. He's talking with his friends still. This is uh -huh. all that. Yeah, this, this is, all is back and forth. Okay. If only my anguish could be weighed and all my misery be placed on the scales, it surely would outweigh the sand of the seas. Ooh. No wonder my words have been impetuous. The arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks in their poison. God's terrors are marshaled against me. Does a wild donkey bray when it has grass or an ox bellow when it has fodder? Is tasteless food eaten without salt or is there flavor in the sap of the mallow? I refuse to touch it. Such food makes me ill. Basically, shit is... Crazy, and of course I'm complaining now. It's when things are bad. Right. Why would I complain about stuff when things are good? Right. right. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant what I hope for, that God would be willing to crush me, to let loose his hand and cut off my life. Oof. Then I would still have his consolation, my joy and unrelenting pain, that I had not denied the words of the Holy One. If he could just fucking kill me, I could die without having cursed him. Right. And then at least I'd have that. So he's building, but he is getting, he's like thinking. He's like, of, he's like I want to. I want to curse him. I'm going <laughs> to curse him. I'm basically going to curse him. Yeah. Um, do I have strength of stone? Is my flesh like bronze? Basically, like, what more do I have to endure? Uh, and then I'm going to skip forward to uh, Job 10. It's so is... shitty that God's doing this to him. Why did God do this? Yeah. Bible oh. stuff. Um, Bildad replies, uh... Bildad! Um, Bildad agrees that Job must have done something. Job gets more frustrated. Just like a dad, he doesn't understand. Zophar gets mad, says Job doesn't know, um... He's blameless. If God is doing this, it has to be for a reason, right? It just kind of keeps going back and forth. Um, uh, the, <laughs> the funny thing is, it is happening for a reason. The reason is, just God made a bet. He made a bet. Right. 
Can God get in trouble? Is there someone above God that gets God in trouble when he does shitty things? No. Here's Job 10. Job speaking. I loathe my very life. Therefore, I will give free reign to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. I say to God, do not declare me guilty, but tell me what charges you have against <gasps> me. He asked God what he did wrong. He's not supposed to do that. Does it please you to oppress me, to spurn the work of your hands while you smile on the plans of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh? Do you see as a mortal sees? Ooh, snap, God! Are your days like those of a mortal or your years like those of a strong man that you must search out my faults and probe after my sin? Though you know that I am I'm not guilty and that no one can rescue me from your hand. Are you basically saying that there's no collusion in this Mueller inquiry <laughs> needs to stop? Because if you keep looking, you're gonna find something. Your hands shaped me and made me. Will you now turn and destroy me? Remember that you molded me like clay. Will you now turn me to dust again? Ooh. Okay, so what happens? Um, uh, Job gets real mad at his friends. Um, he basically tells them that they are worthless physicians um, uh, and just wants to plead his case to God. He calls them miserable comforters. Uh, I had a miserable comforter once. It was awful. I had holes in it. Um, Job's got two requests. Okay. Job 13. I, I gotta skip, I gotta skip, like, so many chapters in this. Because it's just him talking about how sad he is and like, stuff like, like that? like, pages and pages and pages of, like, the same fucking thing. Like, metaphors over and over and over again. Okay. Uh, so if you want to have, like, a bunch of really flowery prose, go read the book of Job. It's got a lot of, like, okay. cool sentences. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. But continue. All right. Only grant to me these two things, God, and then I will not hide from you. Withdraw your hand far from me and stop frightening with me with your terrors. Then right. summon me and I will answer, or let me speak and you reply to me. How many wrongs and sins have I committed? Show me my offense and my sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Will you torment a windblown leaf? Will you chase after dry chaff? For you write down bitter things against me and make me reap the sins of my youth. You fasten my feet in shackles. You keep close watch on all my paths by putting marks on the soles of my feet. So, man wastes away like something rotten, like a garment eaten by moths. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. He really calls him out. Yeah, he's basically just like, God, just either come here and tell me and I'll listen, or come here and let me ask you and then answer me. Like, right. But, like, let me know what I did. And he's calling God out. Right, like this is only something like Moses and people were able to do. Yeah, so he said he calls his friends miserable comforters. Job seventeen starts with the sentence of Job saying, "My spirit is broken." Oh, um, he's a broken man. He's so sad. All of his kids are dead. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I told myself in my notes to read chapter eighteen. Bildad replied. Bildad. Ah, then Bildad replied, "When will you end these speeches? Be, <laughs> be sensible, and then we can talk. Why are we regarded as cattle who are considered stupid in your sight?" Basically, dude, we're your friends. We're trying to help you. Stop lashing out at us. To be fair, they're not doing anything, though. They're sitting in silence. Maybe bring me, like, a Coke or something. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to jump all the way to Job 27. We're jumping, like, eight chapters. Okay. Um, Job has some of his final words to his friends. Not, like, in ever, but, like, for this exchange. Um, basically, even though things suck and God has ruined me, I still won't sin and I won't curse him. Wow. Right? I will maintain my innocence and never let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. Okay. Cool. So, even in all of this, and as dark and in dark a place as he is getting. Yeah, and he'll curse, he'll curse the day of his birth, he'll curse his friends, he'll curse yeah. all that stuff, but he's not here to curse himself. Um, Job also remains sure that he's going to be, like, vindicated. He's basically, like, throughout all of this, kind of being like, you'll see, like, I haven't done anything wrong, like, to deserve this. Oh, it's almost like, uh, it almost feels like, um... Like a Law and Order episode or something like that. Like yeah. he's like arguing for his, like he knows he's an innocent man, but everyone thinks he's guilty. Yeah. 
So this, so the chapter before twenty seven is Job speaking. Okay. And then chapter twenty nine is also Job speaking. Chapter twenty eight, literally, I wrote in my notes, "What the fuck is this?" Okay, what happened? It is called interlude, where wisdom is found. Interlude. Oh, and it's, it's like a half not time. Job speaking. I think it's like just a poem. Is it the narrator of the Bible? I, I, I is there know. a narrator That's of the Bible? That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. I don't know who wrote this or why it's here. Okay, what is it? There is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the farthest recesses for ore in the blackest darkness. Far from human dwellings, they cut a shaft in places untouched by human feet. Far from other people, they dangle and sway. The earth, from which food comes, is transformed below as by fire. Lapis lazuli come from its rocks, and its dust contains nuggets of gold. What's lapis lazuli? Uh, I think it's like an ore. Okay, okay, okay. Like a gem. Uh, No bird of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot upon it, and no lion prowls there. People assault the flinty rock with their hands and lay bare the roots of the mountains. They tunnel through the rock. Their eyes see all its treasures. They search the sources of the rivers and bring hidden things to light. But where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? No mortal comprehends its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me. The sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be bought with the gold of Ophir, the precious onyx, or lapis lazuli. Lapis lazuli! (laughs) Neither gold nor crystal can compare to it, nor can it be had for jewels of gold. Coral and jasper are not worthy of mention. The price of wisdom is beyond rubies. The topaz of Kush cannot compare with it, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It cannot be bought with pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? Where? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death both capitalized. Those words were capitalized. Destruction and death. Oh, as... Almost as though they are names. Oh, okay. Destruction and death say, only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it. And he alone knows where knows where it dwells, for he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it, and he said to the human race, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. Whoa. And then hold Job on. starts talking hold again. Hold on, hold on. I know! I know! It's insane! So, like, the first part about the fucking mines and stuff like that, I didn't know where the poem was going. Then the second part where, like, you can't find wisdom, I was with it, but then the third part really freaked me out a lot. (laughs) Like, the third part... Listen, it's a where God Okay, so hold on. So God made the sky vault and the the (laughs) river vault. Yeah. So at some point during that, he made rain and thunder and then stopped... And then thought about what wisdom is. Yes, and then appraised what wisdom is. And he said, oh, wisdom is being scared of this guy! Yes. Whoa! Although, although fear of God isn't necessarily just being scared of God. It, when they say fear of God in the Bible, it typically means like a, like, sort of a deep awe and respect. I, I, yeah, like yeah. a like a the God fearing man is you know that there is something higher above you. The reason and why so you, you don't know do, your place basically. But basically, it's also saying that the reason why you don't do bad things is because there is God. Right, but the wisdom is fear of God, and understanding is through righteousness, basically. Ugh, and death and destruction. Who are these people? They, and they they have only heard of understanding and wisdom. I'm really seeing this as a play now. 
like the first act, and then the we see them sitting on stage, right? and then and then all of a sudden it goes interlude, and the audience like, oh, I can go get Junior Mints, but no, a kid <laughs> walks out on stage yeah. and says this poem, yeah. and then we get right back to it. Yeah. So then um, Job resumes, and he like the next part is him talking about how he remembers being respected and influential, and now he's mocked and haggard and hungry. Woe is me! I used to be so wealthy. I used to be somebody, right? Um, and then, and then he kind of goes on and it's this whole, like, if I have done something to deserve this, I will gladly accept it. I just don't know what it is. Um, and then I say in my notes, he says this using a zillion words and examples. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then a guy named Elihu speaks up and he's a younger dude than all these four men. And the four men are still there? Uh, I think so. Okay, yeah. so, uh, so... Or, or uh, he waited until the end of their conversation. So this is upstage left. He comes yeah. like and walks on he stage. He comes over and he's like, hey, I've been listening, but I've been holding my tongue because I'm younger. It's like, I gotta let elders speak. Uh-huh. Take your wisdom. But I gotta say, you guys are, you guys are all wrong. He's mad at Job for his point of view. Being like, <laughs> Which being sounds like, like the youth. Yeah. Basically saying like... Like, you are questioning God, and that's bullshit. He's mad at Job's friends for being like, you didn't rebuke him well enough for rejecting God. Like, you're terrible friends for not having the right answer. There's a weird communist thing with God and, like, tattletailing on people, and, like, when you see wrong, you have to call it out immediately. Yeah. Um, he's mad Job um, said he did nothing wrong. And then I have in my notes, ha- he's on hashtag Team God. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, in this in this uh, debate. Right, but nothing yeah. bad's happened to this kid, so why would he curse anything? He like, said, he doesn't understand. He said, quote, It is unthinkable that God would do wrong and that the Almighty would pervert justice. But he has perverted justice. Job shouldn't complain because God is automatically right. I, I guess, fine. I then, don't, okay. Then in chapter 38, God finally speaks up. What? Yep. Did did the four guys and everyone who's sitting there? Literally, directly. The Lord spoke to Job out of a storm. He shows up in a whirlwind and starts speaking to Job. Is it a whirlwind or is it the lightning and thunder that he made after he made the rain before it was up? It's not the... Oh, I don't know. Maybe. maybe, Okay. Is it Um, an F5? What kind of twister is it? Because an F5 kills Helen Hunt's parents. God's thumb. Uh, God finally speaks up out of the storm. Basically a bunch of, don't you know who I am? Basically that, like, I he's, am He's rumbling. Right. He's talking with lightning. Every right. time he talks, lightning He's intimidating talks. Job into being like, what are you saying? Are you saying that I did something wrong? Is it, is it God or is it Satan? It's God. Okay, okay, so God, 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 God. Yeah. Okay, so he left his throne God room. God speaks to Job pretty accusingly for a few chapters. God speaks to him, though. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Job replies and basically accepts, like, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked... Who is it that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now and I will speak and I will question you and you shall answer me. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Right. God talks to him and basically is like, are you saying I did something wrong? And he basically has an existential moment as a human being because he goes, oh, God is real, and I know that not because I have faith, but because it's actually, I'm having, this is happening to me right now. I'm yeah. looking at God. Yeah. Um, and so, that all being said, God is pleased by that because he never actually cursed God. He basically questioned, like, oh man, woe is me, and why would this be happening? But then as soon as God was like, you know who I am, Job was like, you know what? You're right. I obviously am questioning something I don't know, and I'm sorry. That's, like, basically how it ends. That's so... Well, how Job ended it, right? Then what happens? So, then the Lord is like, all right, I'm angry with your friends. Yeah, strike down those motherfuckers with lightning. Because they've not spoken the truth about me, as my servant Job has. 
So take seven bulls and seven rams and go to Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. He hefty, says that to the friend. Hefty fine. Yeah. Okay. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. Ooh. He's going to spare the friends as long as Job prays for them. Yeah. Which he does. Yeah. Once Job prays Killed for them. Let Satan kill all of his kids, but those three friends of his, they get to live. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. He has 20 kids! All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. He blessed, the Lord blessed the later part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. Ooh! The first daughter he named Jemima. The second... Just like the aunt? Uh-huh. Oh, my God! The second, Keziah, and the third, Karen Hapik. Okay, cool. You know what's amazing to me in this part? Huh. It named the daughters and not the sons. Ooh, yeah! Do they pop up again? Nope. Oh, Okay. Nowhere in all the land were found women as beautiful as Job's daughters, yeah. and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. Oh, wow! They got a share. That's so nice! They right? didn't have to die destitute on the streets like all the other women in course of history. After this, Job lived, lived 140 years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation, and so Job died an old man and full of years. Wow! What are you supposed to take away from that story? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till lessons. I'll wait till yeah. lessons. I'll yeah, wait yeah. till lessons. Great. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, so then we're going to move on to Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is now, Daniel part of Rashak, yes. Meshach, so, and Abednego? So it's all within the book of Daniel. I'm actually going to go there now. Okay. Um, and there are, there are like some other parts of Daniel, like other like stories and dreams and stuff that, I'll, that I'm not going to touch on today because I'm just doing like kind of the quick... Actual big stories where action. What happens. kind of dreams? Well, I'll get to that because well, I, I will tell you like one of them. Does Satan come back again? Uh, not in this story. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. In the kingdom of Babylon now. Ooh, Babylon. Mm -hmm. We have King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. And he controlled much of the land of Judah. It was like all under control there. Um. And he took. Uh, he wanted some of the um the Israelites and the Jewish people to like take into his court, like some of the strong and able. So he asked them like, find me like the strongest, smartest, most able ones. Find me the best Jews you can. They find, they find him four. Okay. And they all have names, but the names are changed. I didn't write down their old names, but I probably can find There's them a lot there. of name changing in yeah. the Bible. There's a lot of like, you now have a new name. Oh, here they are. Among those were chosen were some from Judah. Daniel, um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azaria. Oh, well, of course you changed their names. I can't say those either. Right. So, um, they were taken, and they trained for three years, learning, like, the language, and learning, like, the customs, and all this stuff. Did he steal them? Or, like, this is like a foreign exchange they're, student they're, program. Well, they're, like, under the reign of Babylon. Got it. Okay. So, when King says jump. Right. Um, so, during this training process, they're supposed to, like, eat, they're given, like, a portion of, like, food from, like, the royal food and the royal wine. Right. Um, as they're, like, uh, food, right? Okay. Um, Daniel asked if they could not have the royal food and wine, but if they could have, like, vegetables and stuff that's, I, I assume, like, kosher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Um, and the official that he asked, like, liked Daniel, but was like, man, I, I like you and I want to help you with that, but, like, 
I'm afraid that if we don't give you this food, you're going to end up looking weaker and more haggard than the other servants that were that are being trained up. Right. They're eating. And, and they're eating under, full pork chops, and, and you're just eating carrots. And you're under my care, so it'll reflect poorly on me, and I'll get in trouble for having bad servants. I didn't know this was a middle management yeah, story. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, so then Daniel's like, "Well, give it a test. Give us ten days where we eat like our vegetables and our shit that we have, and you have the other servants do the the royal food, and we'll see who's what after ten days." So they try for ten days. And after 10 days of this whole uh, double diet thing, the Jewish ones are way stronger, way better looking. Ooh, way, way better those vegetables are exactly what they needed. Yeah. Uh, so it, then it also turns out that... Dan- what a weird, what a weird, like, kids learning this yeah. thing, like, eat, eat your veggies, vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Eat kosher. Yeah. Um, so then uh, the four of them, uh, they have their names changed. Daniel remains Daniel. <laughs> Why did he? Well, he was that Daniel's guy. That guy really liked him. That guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other three are renamed to Shadrach, okay, Meshach, cool, and Abednego. That was gonna be Yushak, no, Abednego. <laughs> okay. Those are the names of my three flash drives. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I bought a three pack of flash drives years ago, and I named them those. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's so dumb. Um, so, uh, also, they're all real smart. They're all real, like, righteous and good dudes. Um, but also, Daniel can interpret visions and dreams. Oh, He's sort of like, like a... a, um, a Joseph. Like Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Is that... So people are born with, the with like, supernatural power. It's The way I was told is that... And I don't want to get too deep into this, but, like, uh, people are often given, um, like, I think it was referred to as gifts of the spirit. Ooh. And it's basically like some people can speak in tongues, some people can interpret tongues, some people can interpret dreams, some people have prophecy, some people have uh, compa- like uber compassion. Do like some all, people, yeah. But some people can speak, see ghosts. Yeah. Some people can talk to the dead. Sure. And those are blessings from the Lord. Maybe. Or are they curses? I don't know. But if you believe in all this stuff, you believe in this then. Sure. Right? If you're a Bible-fearing person, people, like, are oh, born... Like, yeah, interpreting dreams and stuff is a real deal. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And God's okay with that? I mean, like, it's not did, against I God... Mean, he gave Daniel the gift. He gave Daniel right? the gift. It's, I mean, he made Daniel. Okay. So, the king has a dream and wants it interpreted. Okay. And he brings together all these, like... Nebuchadnezzar. Astro- yeah. And he brings together all, like... These... That's the name of the ship in the Matrix! Yeah. Oh. He brings together all of the, like, astrologers and, like, all the, the mystics of his... Wise time. men yeah. from the East. Yeah. Um, and he says, hey, tell me, uh, tell me my dream and interpret it. And they're like, okay, what was the dream? Okay. And the king's like, no, no. Tell me the dream and interpret it. Oh, shit. And they're like... To prove if, like, you actually have powers and stuff like that? Exactly. And one guy's like, oh, uh, you were naked and you were talking to your class. You're like, bullshit, get out of here. They don't even try. They're like, like, man, what you're asking us to do is impossible. Only God and you can know, and we are not them. There's one person here who can, though. Well, they don't know. Oh, okay, okay. I thought that was it. So the king orders to have them killed. Because, yep. because he's like, fuck you, you're useless. Slice off with your head. Up Daniel head. says, why be so harsh? And then asks for time to interpret the dream in order to like spare them. Ooh. He's like, give me, can I have like a day like so I can interpret it? Like you don't have to be quite so harsh to them. He then goes home and during the night has it revealed to him. Uh, does that mean... I think that means God revealed it to him. Not an, not an angel. God was just like... Uh, it doesn't he, say. It just he, says it was He dreamed he was flying, and he was scared that he was gonna fall. Yeah. Okay, bye. He, he goes back and he interprets it for the king, but he credits God. He's like, God showed me... Guess what? Yahweh came yes, to me in my, my sleep. God showed me 
what your dream was. And then he gives the dream. So I'm going to read you the dream. Is it, it like a song like in Joseph? No. Okay. As your majesty was lying there, your mind turned to, to things to come. And the revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. The revealer of mysteries being God. Oh, okay. As for so me, God's talking God to the king? basically saying God gave you a vision, and okay. I'm here to tell you what it means. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me not because I have greater wisdom than anyone else alive, but so that your majesty may know the interpretation and that you may understand what went through your mind. Okay. Your majesty looked, and therefore, uh, and before you stood a large statue, an enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, and its belly and thighs of bronze. God does not like gold statues, its though. Its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay and while you were watching a rock was cut out not by human hands oh but not by human hands it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them then the iron the clay the bronze the silver and the gold were all broken to pieces and became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer the wind swept them away without leaving a trace but the but the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth this was the dream and now we will interpret it to the king your majesty, you are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands, he has placed all mankind and the beasts of the fields and birds in the sky. Whoa, all of mankind? You are that head of gold. After you, another kingdom will arise, inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. And then one of clay. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything. And as iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of baked clay and partly of iron, so will this be a divided kingdom. And yet it will have some strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay, and the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. We get Right, like, right, okay. He's, he's like, explaining yeah. the sure. metaphor over and over again. Um, he, literally, he has he says it two more times. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, um, and in the time of those kings, God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it itself will endure forever. This, what kingdom is that? This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of a mountain, but not by human hands. By God! Mm-hmm. The great God has shown the king that will take place in the future, and the dream is true, and this interpretation is trustworthy. Who's the the king in the future? Uh, well, he's just saying like the, the Nebuchadnezzar is like the king. The what's the uh, what's the kingdom that's never going to be destroyed? The kingdom of God. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of the, that little part. And now the next part is there's another king. I believe this is King Darius. Okay. Of, I want to say Persia? Okay. But maybe Babylon. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, but it's around the same area, so it's probably Babylon. Sure. Um, king Darius makes a gold statue. Ooh. You know what? It might have been Nebuchadnezzar. The next one's Darius. This one's still Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, it's Nebuchadnezzar. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Okay, so we're still in Babylon, yes. and he's ruling over that land. So and he, he makes a gold statue. He's like, you know that statue from my dream? Mm-hmm. I want a gold one. He makes a gold statue, I believe, of himself. Ooh. 60 cubits high. That's very tall. And six cubits wide. That's very long. 90 feet high and six, or I'm sorry, nine feet wide. He did the math. I did. He invited all the nobles and wealthy and governors and orders them, when you hear any music or lyre, or lute, or whatever. You have to get inside a chair? No. (laughs) You must fall down and worship this statue of the king. Those who don't will get thrown into the fiery furnace. Ooh, they had a furnace. Yeah. So a lot of the astrologers and wise men were looking to badmouth the Jews. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so they went and tattled on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We heard someone playing Galoon and they didn't hit the ground and they were bad people. And they went and said, not only did they not fall down and worship, they don't even worship your God. They worship their own God and their own customs. Hold on. But when Daniel told him, obviously he knows about the Jew God now. Right, right, right. Okay, that shit doesn't mean anything to him! No, the king summons them, uh... (laughs) And uh, asks them, like, is it true? Did you not? And they answer, like... Yeah, they're, they're yeah. righteous Let's dudes, probably. 316. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to def- uh, to defend ourselves... Oh, right, 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 yeah. So he's like, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar asked them, is it true um, that you do not fall down? If you are ready to fall down, um, then good, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then, what god will be able to rescue you from my hand? Their god. I'm going to throw you in the fire. What's your god going to do about that? Right. 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 Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego reply to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this manner. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the god we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Wow! Even if they get burned to even death! Even if he doesn't save us... We still believe in him more than your god. We still will die for him. Whoa! Okay, so then they burn in the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do? Well, so, so they are uh, tied up. Okay. Um, he was fur- Is the furnace already burning? Do he they- was furious with them, and his attitude changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. Hotter than usual! Commanded some of the strongest soldiers to tie them up. Sir, the oven's on hot! Turn it up to very hot! And throw them into the furnace. So these men, wearing their robes and thrown into the furnace, the king's command was so urgent that the f- and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they opened the door, they just got burned to death! Backdraft, man. These Backdraft. men, firmly tied, fell into the furnace. Okay. King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly, your majesty. Well, technically, there's two guys that burned up as well. Well, the the ones that we threw in, there was three. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right, but the two guards also got burned up. Well, they they got burned outside. Okay, they they didn't fall. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, They replied, certainly. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Oh. Nebuch- oh! Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening. Is it God or is it the son of a god? Uh, I think it's an angel. Okay. Um, uh, approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, "Shadrach!" Is Meshach, it Jesus? And Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out of there! So they came out of the fire, and everyone saw and crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was the hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. They were totally fine. They were totally fine, they, and God came and, and they were chilling with an angel. Said, Praise be the God of them who sent his angel and rescued his servants. Therefore, I decree. We are now all Jews! Therefore, I decree that you have to worship God. Talk. And they were all promoted. Hooray! Yep. To the lead uh, Jews of the kingdom! Yeah. Uh, and then. What a big pickup for God! Yeah. And then there's one more story. There is? One more small one for Daniel. What happens? Well, okay, so then they're just like rich guys now. They live in the kingdom and everything's yes, fine. Yes, they were promoted and now they're like, like noblemen. Great. Um, What's well, the last story? Daniel in the lion's den. Okay. So Daniel was put in charge of a bunch of like officials and they call them satraps, but like that's their title. It's satraps. Like, yeah, satraps and governors and stuff. Okay. He's kind of in charge of them. This is where it's now King Darius. Is satraps like fat cats? Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is now King Darius. Um, all of those satraps and such were um, very jealous of Daniel. So 
He was like he was like. Did Nebuchadnezzar of, die at some time then? I think so. Okay, and this um, is like his son or something. Son. This is King Darius, uh, and Daniel is like one of three dudes put in charge of like a regiment of satraps. Okay, uh, so um, they're jealous of him and try to discredit him, but they can't find a reason. There's like no blemish on his record. He's a good dude, and he, he's. They like follow him around and see if he'll go to a strip club. He doesn't go yeah. to a strip club. So then they go and they convince um, the king that hey, for thirty days you should. Um, Decree that anyone not praying to your God gets thrown into the lion's He didn't den. even take... I thought everyone else was going to be Jews. Now they're not Jews? They went back to Nebuchadnezzar the Nebuchadnezzar was just like, praise be to that God. But like... But there's, like, there's still other gods we still have some other gods to worship. Yeah, so okay. they say, you should, you should uh, say that anyone for the next 30 days who doesn't pray to your God gets thrown into the lion's den. And he's like, that's a great idea! And he's like, yeah, and they're like, you should put it in writing as a decree so that it can't be changed. And yeah! Like, we know all about yeah. those happening. And he's like, alright. So then Daniel heard about that and went to go pray to God for guidance. Hey God, uh, so everyone in the town is saying... says I can't pray to you. But if, so. and if I don't, I'm going to be thrown into a lion's den. Please take care of me. He Love gets, you, bye. He gets caught. Yeah, <coughs> praying to not the other God. Because it says he, he regularly prays three times a day. Oh, okay, cool. And so they knew where he and when he was going to pray. Right, and they just like waited and so for him brought, and caught him. They brought the other thing. So he should have been at a strip club! So they brought him before the king and said, look... This man, Daniel, was not obeying your decree. Now you have to throw him in the thing. He smells like Jew prayers all over him. Darius liked Daniel and was really upset about it. I gotta, I gotta throw him He's to like, the lions. Man, like I, but I didn't know that. Why oh, did you guys man? make me do this? Yeah. So they take Daniel to this den of lions. It's a cave with a bunch of lions in it. Yeah. Right. And they. Throw him in. And he's basically like, he like reluctantly does it, but he's like, sorry. And, they throw him in. and then, they, and then they, they roll a huge stone over the entrance. Okay. And the king goes home and he spends the night lamenting. Like he can't sleep. I can't believe I did this. He, he was so good. He can't sleep. He can't eat. Like he's really tore up over it. I don't want chicken. Get this chicken away from me. So then he goes in the morning and he checks in. Like he goes up to the den where the, the stone is. Uh... And at the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the den of lions? So he just, like, said this out loud, right? He's, yeah. like, just, like, he's, like, he's like, please, like, I know, but, like, maybe, maybe on the off happened. chance it happened, did God save you? You know? And, and then what happened? Daniel answered. <gasps> Daniel did answer! May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever ever done any wrong before you. The lions went to go bite him and yeah. the angel was like, shut your mouth! And the lions were like, we're only talking about God. He's like, I can dig it. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den and when he was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he trusted in God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in. It's, it's about, about to get, get fucked up. And thrown into the lion's den. And the lions killed them badly. Along with their wives and... Oh. Their children. What did they do? Their children. Yeah, the children. Were thrown to lions. And Daniel's just sitting outside smiling like, that's what they get. Before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Whoa, so they jumped on them. Every single bone was broken. Wow. <laughs> They're big lions then. They're very big lions. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations in every language of the earth, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that every part of my kingdom must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God. So, so now they're all Jews? Not necessarily Jews, but they have to like they have to worship that God. They have to they have to recognize that this God is real. It's so shitty that like God's done all these uh, Yahweh God's done all these things, and he's still not the number one God. He's like yeah. God. I'm still I'm still like the, 
it, it feels like it feels like a presidential primary. Like he's, he's like he, he's tried so hard. He just, his poll numbers are better, he thought, but he's not he there yet. His Egypt shit was gonna knock everything out of the fucking park, and it did it. And then like and then sixty years later, they they disobeyed him. He had to send judges and, and then, shit. Yeah, and then all the judges, and then all that, and then there was David. And Wait, then there are, was we the, are we at the are we at the end? That's the end. Okay, yeah, okay, the end. end. Yeah. Lessons. Wow. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Not so much like the believing in God, but like the lions killing them and their families. Yeah. So the overarching theme to all the stories of today are if you are a follower of God, sometimes you're going to have to really go through it. Yeah. Well, but two of the stories... Like, you have to hold your faith through it, though. But two of the stories... But two of the stories were rewarding your benefit in God, and the Job story... Didn't, I mean, well, he was—he got double everything at the end. Yeah, but like, ah. Uh, and it was all literally a matter of having faith. Like, Job had to have faith that for whatever reason, like, he shouldn't curse God. Okay. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to have faith that they were a doing the right thing, and right? B kind of that God would save them, but even then, they were okay that he wouldn't, right? And then Daniel had to have faith that he was doing the right thing and that right. God would save him from the lions. Although, he, for him, it wasn't really a choice. He just got, like, double-crossed and then thrown in and then yeah. and then got saved because he was righteous. Yeah, we don't know what happened inside the cave or whatever yeah. if they, like, made another deal. Yeah. All right, well, but, we're, I, but well, I think the main lesson there... Well, we, we didn't even go to lessons! Oh, I was assuming that we already went to lessons. Did you already put the lessons bumper in there? Maybe, but let's just do it one more time. Lessons! Okay, continue. Okay. Uh, so I think the main lesson there is, like, for these stories is, like, if you're going to follow God, you have to have faith. Well, I and learned... faith means blindly following. I learned that, uh, 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 don't get on Satan's bad side, because he'll make a bet against you and cause you a lot, a lot of hardship. Uh, I learned that you just gotta be okay with the name change. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're gonna have to, like, change your name, and that's okay. If you haven't learned that lesson by now in the Bible... I'm just telling you, it really hit home for me today. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I guess, right, like, regardless of what's happening, what is happening is God's will. Right. And that... And, and even if you want to take the theme or, like, a lesson from these that's not God-related, but still take the theme, it's like, stand up for what you believe in, right? Yeah. You can take the God part out of it and still be like, stand your ground. Right. You know, like... Stand if, out. If, before the crowd. Before right? the crowd. <laughs> even if you have to shout it out loud. Like, well, tonight is the only night you'll see. You gotta stand out. Well, if you notice me. Right. But they did <laughs> notice God, and they were with him on his team. Yeah. Um, uh, it's... The Job story is very hard to then take the other two stories in because God did like the other two stories are just like yay God like yeah. God and everything in the world is yeah. great but the Job story is very difficult to hear because right. like he he did so that many evil whole things. time is literally God allowing it to happen yeah yeah and he made a bet with Satan yeah and that to my point again like he started it yeah he, he was the braggadocious <laughs> one brought it up um, yeah. Be careful if you live under Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is the name <laughs> of the Matrix ship. I yeah. learned that today. Uh, any other big lessons? I mean, there's a I mean, lot. Those are, those are the main ones, I think. But yeah. yeah. And I want to see the play of Job. I want to hear all those. It would be like a, yeah, like, let's see, like, Tennessee Williams write the story of Job. But... Yeah. <laughs> or, like, I, I, I'm surprised uh, Shakespeare never did a Job in, uh, mm. interpretation. Yeah. Because it's very, it's like a play. Yeah. There's, like, different characters that come in and out of it and <laughs> stuff like that. These are, uh... It's, it's some heavy stuff. It's some it's a it's some heavy stuff, and it's also uh, 
I feel like these are the bread and butter lessons that you tell kids. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's just like fun. It's like, hey, don't, don't, don't give in to peer pressure. Stand up for what you believe in. Daniel and the Lion's Den. Both of those are literally VeggieTales episodes. Are they really? Yes. In the VeggieTale episodes, do the lions crush all the bones out of the VeggieTales guys? Uh, no, but the, the the gourds who are the bad guys do get thrown to them. Right, but like... I, I, we don't see anything happen. The crushing of the bones yeah. is so the, visceral, The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego one is uh, under the like context of their children working at a chocolate factory. Oh, okay. What's the... And the idol is a giant chocolate bunny that they have to bow down to. Are there... That's pretty cool. And the three, like, kids who are... No, we're not gonna worship that. We worship God. Where does it rank in VeggieTale episodes? It's like the third one. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Can we watch it? (laughs) Sure. Okay. Okay. Guys, we gotta go. We're gonna go watch VeggieTales. Oh, my God. About, uh... uh, Rack Shack, what are they? Uh, Rack Shack and Benny is what they. Oh, uh, they just do it get tidier? Oh, okay. That's... Also, when I was a kid, fun fact, I used to watch VeggieTales while eating vegetables. Like, it, like intentionally. Oh, that's so creepy. It's kind of psychotic. It's a little Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't yeah know. you have issues. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to watch VeggieTales <laughs> and deal with David's issues, and we'll catch you on another episode of Storytime. I'm uh, Michael Santel. I'm David Miller. We'll see you guys next time. All right, bye. That's our show, thanks for coming round Don't be sad, no need to frown We'll have more stories, don't throw a fit Goodbye one and all, and we'll see you in a bit <laughs> JJ, stop fucking with the cat, come here buddy <laughs> JJ, come back, come lay down Where is he at? He's fine, come here, hi JJ Come here, you're ruining the podcast, come here <laughs> Come on, come, come sit next to dad <laughs>